Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, happy Tuesday, July 26, 2022. Welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to Elijah Streams and the Elijah List. The list uh, part is what is the written part that we send you to your inbox. And of course, you're watching Elijah Streams. So, we are in year 25 of bringing you the voice of the prophets and going strong. God's been really good to us. Thank you all for the support of this ministry. Uh, it keeps us going. So, all right, let's see. Do I have any announcements? I don't think I have any announcements today because we, we don't have the show, uh, the Elijah Fire on Tuesdays, on the days that Elijah Fire is on. We, we come on and talk about it ahead, ahead of time. So, without further delay, then we have Mike Thompson in. Let's bring Mike in here. There he is. Mike, how are you doing? Greetings, Steve. Doing very, very well today. Doing good. How's it's the a good day in the Lord. Well, how, yeah, and how, I was going to ask you how the day is in um, Vegas is where you live. It must, we're having 100 degrees here. What do you have there? Uh, just the opposite, actually. Really? Yeah, we're a lot cooler. We're about 10 to 20 degrees cooler than we normally are. Okay. We had 112 funny. last week, but not this week. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's uh, my producer here, my son, Brian, just showed me 89 degrees today. 89. That's just nice and balmy or something. You know, that's just nice. Yeah, it's that's unusual. Good... We we have to put on coats. We don't know what to do. Yeah, I know. I have, you know, Ivana T, who's out of Florida, she, but she's, she came from Australia, so it's hot there everywhere all the time. It seemed like. And so she, she when it got down to 75 degrees, she was running to get their jackets on. I mean, literally, because they're, they're yeah. used to this thing. So Yeah, that's so, the way well, it is here. But we get well, used to it. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, I you really, just hit the pool a few more times that week. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, that's <laughs> nice. I guess probably there's probably more pools in Vegas than in, in many cities. Yeah, I'm desert, sure. So. Yeah, so. Well, I'm interested in the subject today. We, You know, we have one. I know it's not, it's your third point today about watch your attitude, your futures at stake. So I'm really fascinated to see what you say about that. But that's not where you start, yeah. according to these notes. So I'm just going to throw it to you and jump off where you want to and... Okay. Well, yeah. I think that is a very, very important one. Why don't we go ahead and just take that? Go for it. Oh, sure. Um, go for it. Um, you know, the Lord spoke to me uh, about two weeks ago, and what he said is, watch your attitude. He said, watch your attitude because your future is at stake. And then he said, wow. tell the people that. So I told the people that. And it's very important for people to realize that um, attitude actually is something that provides strength and wherewithal and direction and everything in our lives. Uh, let me share a couple of things. Yeah, please do. With you because, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs 4:23, "Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life." Uh, the springing of the issues of life. It's interesting in the Hebrew there. It says it's it's like a spring that comes up out of the ground, the water that flows up. Where does it flow up from? Beneath. So our heart determines what is flowing up and coming out of us. And those issues that are springing forth are what produces what kind of life we have. And so attitude is extremely important. You cannot rise above the level of your heart. Okay, well. uh, and the level of your heart will always determine the kind of attitude you have. And so what we're facing right now, and I'll talk a little bit more about that, but let's look at the circumstances of life that are happening now. Everybody uh, has to deal with the same thing. You know that Peter himself 
talked about that uh, all believers uh, have to deal with the different circumstances of life, you know, and that we will become established and strengthened and settled according to how we address those issues. You cannot change what is happening on the outside initially when it first comes. By faith and prayer, we can circumvent and begin to alter those things. But at Mm. first, you have no control over what comes against you and what's happening externally. But you always have a choice, Steve, about what you are doing about it. In other words, internally, how you respond, how you deal with that situation. And in the United States, and I'm quite sure it's the same everywhere, because, yeah, we have the same God, the same Holy Spirit, but there's also the same demons that are Mm -hmm. out there that are coming against people. And right now, we're living in an age where there is so much strife, hatred, and violence that is in the land. It's in the atmosphere. It's in, remember, the Apostle Paul called it this um, present evil age, referring to the entire mass of just humanity and the culture and the stuff that we're involved in, all of it without the revelation of the Holy Spirit. That's the evil age. But along with the evil age, there's also the righteous age. And that is the move and the work of the Holy Spirit that is flowing through us as believers. So... There is a spirit of strife that is in the world. And, you know, psychologically, practically, people can look out there and go, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you see it in politics. You see it in society. You see it everywhere. Just this, you know, all this division that's going on. And, yeah, that's true. But why? Because it's happening in the spirit. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And that's where we shine as the church, the ecclesia. We have the ability because we're born again. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. We have the capacity to house God and to release God through us in a way that out of our heart springs forth the issues of life. And so that's what, uh, a lot of people may not understand this, but that's really what the fruit of the Spirit is. You know, we have the fruit of the Spirit that we call, in in Galatians, uh, that the character of Christ, the Christian character. But all of those things, Steve, are ways of God giving us tools and the help of the Holy Spirit and the revelation of the Holy Spirit to have control over our lives. They are power demonstrations, not power demonstrations in the sense that you lay hands on somebody uh, who has a broken bone and God heals that thing instantly right in front of you. It's a different kind of power. It's a personal power. It's an ability from within to take control of every situation that life throws at us. And are you talking about, when you say the fruit of the Spirit, you're talking about love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness. All of that stuff is what you're talking about. Those are the tools. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. They, They are powers that allow us to keep personal control of our lives and to walk 
in the spiritual realm in a way that we are spirit-led and releasing those things through our lives. So, of course, the enemy is going to attack in those. And I think that right now, in the spiritual atmosphere, I was talking about that spirit of strife and anger and hatred. Mm. One of the things it's attempting to do is to control humanity. And not just humanity in general, but to take control of believers. And if you get pulled into the mud, if you get pulled into the strife, if you allow those things to go into your heart, as it were, then what's going to spring up? It's going to be counterproductive things. It's going to be strife. You know, the Bible tells us that strife not only hinders our prayers, like in relationships like a husband and wife and other relationships, but it also gives the devil the ability to take us captive at his will. Now, there's not one single believer out there that wants to be taken captive no, by true. the devil's will. Okay, well then how do you avoid that? One of the things is you got to watch your attitude because your attitude is going to be the ceiling. You know, the sky may be the limit, but your attitude is the ceiling of how high you will be able to go. So it's extremely important for us to make sure that we do that. And so that's what I really, <clears throat> excuse me, want to caution all of those that are listening, is that you are the one that has control of that. You have control. Interesting. Yeah, you know, that's uh, it's interesting. And of course, you talked about this. The way you titled this is "Watch Your Attitude." Your future is at stake, and, and I guess you're making the yeah. point that if if you don't control what He's given you the power to control through love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, all of, if you don't do that, your future is what in question or about how things will go. Is yeah. Well, well, of course, because. Out of your heart spring the issues of life. So what's mm -hmm. springing out? Yeah. Um, if, if those things determine your destiny, here's a little saying. Be careful what you think, it will become what you say. Be careful what you say, it will become what you do. Be careful what you do, it will become who you are. Be careful who you are, it will become your future and your destiny. Oh, wow. wow. So we talk all the time about the Holy Spirit and his presence and studying the word. And yes, all of those things, it all fits together. It dovetails. It's, they're all pieces of the puzzle. I'm just taking and choosing one piece out because it was the word of the Lord. He's the one yeah. who told me to tell the people there's a spirit of strife, division. It's in the land, not only to cause division, but to actually come into your heart. And if you accept it into your heart, it will affect your attitude. And by affecting your attitude, it will alter your future. And you, um, okay, and you said this, this word of the Lord came to you two weeks ago. You already spoke on it. Um, I, since you got it, I think if I understood you right, maybe at your own church. Yes. Um, and yeah. uh, you know, I wanted people to know that because then people would say, well, what are you talking about? What's going on? No, this is a word from two weeks ago. 
But but yeah. the Lord was warning that a spirit. Am I hearing you say that the Lord was warning that a spirit of strife was coming to attack the church? I, I'm trying to read between the lines of what, because the word was to the body of Christ. You're not you're not giving the yeah. word to the Lord. By the way, there's some uh, noise with your microphone. I think. I'm you sorry. See? I just realized I moved it. I was holding my notes in front of the microphone, and I oh, think that's it was what it picking is. up okay, paper noise. Yeah. So okay. Anyway, so was that a word that the spirit of strife was 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 he gave you a word to prepare the body for what was a, a, a trying to attempt yes. to come in? The spirit yes. Of strife? Okay. Yes. Yes. Even more so now. It has okay. been building for a while. I, I'll be honest with you. Actually, in two thousand eight is when we first started picking up on it. Um, okay. CK came to me, and she said, "Mike, um, the Lord just spoke to me." and said that there has been a uh, deception that has been coming into the body of Christ. Remember in 2008, that's where, you know, the economy began to flounder, oh, yeah. the housing oh, yeah. market crashed, the, all the different things that were going on. And, and she said that Satan has devised a tactic through all these pressures to get Christians to believe that it's okay to hate. You oh, can wow. hate people. You can hate um, those that are not like you. You can hate. So it's been building and all the way up to then you realize how that this all came to a head, so to speak, in 2020 um, yeah. with all of the strife and everything, the violence of the atmosphere. But it's peaking. In fact, I want to let people know that going into the midterm elections, I really sense in the spirit, yes, we have to uh, really get into spiritual warfare we got to keep praying and going forward. But after the midterms is really the point, the place that we have to watch it because it's going to increase. There's going to be a backlash. Really? Because of the, because of the forward progress uh, God's people make, the patriots yeah. make, uh, there's going to be a backlash. So you're not... So, unfortunately, you're not prophesying once the midterms are over, things are going to look really good. You're not saying that necessarily. Uh, you know, Satan's going to rear his ugly head again. The yeah. spirit of Jezebel in yeah. America, backlash, punishment, different things, lots of screaming. Uh, you know, a lot yeah. of things are going to go on because of their failures. So what I'm telling people is that the way that you deal with this is not just by rebuking a demon. In Jesus' name, I rebuke the demon. I, I'm all for that. Please do that. I rebuke strife. I rebuke violence. I take authority. Over. All of those things are very important steps. Yeah. But if we do not take ownership and responsibility for our hearts in those things, and make sure that our attitude is correct, then the enemy is going to bring a deception against us. Remember mm. that the enemy, let's put it this way, demons very often hunt in packs. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, they're animalistic in nature. And so the enemy will bring something up that'll be the presenting problem in front of you. And while you're focusing on that demonic pressure and influence that's going on behind it, then one or two others will sneak around and try to get in the back doors. Mm. So we have to have a 360 degree perspective in the spirit. 
And in doing so, attitude is the most important personal tool that we have. Attitude is actually the sum total of our character plus our faith. I saw it, that in your notes and I thought, well, I'd never heard of that kind that definition before. It kind of makes sense, but you're saying the character that you have developed up to this point, uh, and then you when you apply your faith, whatever level, low faith or a lot of faith, that's gonna equal your attitude. Exactly. And, uh, you know, if, as far as your character goes, if you've developed a godly character, let's just use that term through this. Godly, meaning righteous, meaning following the Holy Spirit. I don't mean it in a religious context, put any kind of condemnation on people where they think they're supposed to walk around with a halo over their head and, you know, glassy-eyed and super spiritual all the time. No, you can be real, you can deal with life situations. But godliness, meaning it's spawned by the Holy Spirit. That godly attitude, if you have a godly character that you've developed over the years, and if your faith then is in what Jesus is doing, and that that he can change the circumstances around you, then what's going to happen? Your attitude then begins to rise higher and higher and higher. And as that attitude raises up, then it affects, or it becomes, in a sense, the ceiling of what's being released, what's being springing forth, I should say, out of your heart. That's what determines your life. Now, on the opposite side, and there's any varying degrees in between, we're all someplace on this Mm -hmm. scale, the spectrum. Mm -hmm. But if, Steve, what we do is our character is diminished because of pressures and life situations and familial effects that have happened during our childhood and and all the different things in life uh and you know even woundedness that's come into and our character has been affected to some degree and then we're looking at things by faith now faith i want to say works on both sides of the aisle it's faith in what faith in god or faith in the enemy uh, somebody would say well i you know of course it's faith in god i serve jesus well that's true that's true but this is a very simplistic analogy but let's use it if a doctor is standing there in the examination room and saying my diagnosis is xyz okay and then the word of god says that by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You know, then what do we have faith in? Do we have faith in the doctor? Totally, natural faith. I, I like my doctor. I do have a faith in his natural ability. Mm-hmm. But I also understand he's a man. And he's a believer. But what does the word of God say? And so I'm going to put my faith in that. So if your attitude, uh, let me change that a minute. If your character has been diminished in some way and you're faced with situations where your faith is in those abilities, 
yeah. of the world and the circumstances to affect your life. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. What's going to happen? Your attitude is affected by it. Your attitude is positioned, just for lack of a better way to say it, down here, up here, up here. So what's going to spring out of your heart? What are you going to do? And that is something that I think that most people, most believers, are really caught up in not quite understanding the circumstance. I'll say it again this way. I said it earlier, is that in the world today, all of this pressure, the violence and, and the strife and everything that's happening, plus other, other circumstances mm -hmm. that we all experience, um, they have a purpose. And that purpose is not just to cause division. How does it cause division? It affects your heart. It affects your attitude. It affects the level of your ability to release the kingdom of God and be happy. Serving Jesus should be fun. Oh, we're warriors. We're warriors. Let's get down in the foxhole. Let's battle this stuff out, man. Let's see what we can do. And, you know, oh, here comes another attack. Oh, the enemy slipped in over here. Oh, waiting for the other shoe to fall. It's not going to work. It's, what's our attitude? You know, the Bible talks about us having the same spirit of faith. And that spirit of faith is that God can do all things. And not just that he can do it, but he can do it through us. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's good. That's good. I want to ask you one question, and, uh, and then I know we've got these other two points, too. By the way, keep, keep your paper away from that microphone. You kind of keep wavering that paper by your microphone. Okay, I'll keep it over on the side. Thank yeah, you, yeah. brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, you know, you, you kind of actually got a little bit into the prophetic thing and said where this is going to come into play in the future is right after the midterms. Um, but yeah. I didn't quite let you finish the point of once once there's more things in the midterm and, and violence and anger and probably some actual violence happens, what are you... Um, how would you define what what is God asking people to prepare their hearts for? To forgive? Is this what you mean? To stay calm and not what what is it that you are saying? Be prepared when this happens. God wants you to. Yeah, love, joy, peace, long suffering, goodness, temperance, meekness. The fruit of the spirit is what he wants us to develop yeah. and to have because those give us control yeah and and i'll finish your question just a second um there's nothing worse than not having a sense of control because that's victimization and victimization oftentimes leads to a sense of powerless and then resentment and then all kinds of other things and strife and other things begin to develop and so somebody said, will ask me, well, what do you mean? I, I didn't have control over that situation. That, that's true as far as what happened. 
if you were in an automobile accident or mm -hmm. a friend turned against you or a spouse yeah. wanted a divorce or you lost your job because you re refused to go along with the woke agenda or mm -hmm. any of those things, they happen to you. But that's not the power I'm talking about. The sense of power that we have as believers is that internal power that I always have control. I have control over what's going to happen in my life. And so when it comes to the midterms, when it comes to what's going on in America right now, we have to understand that we have power of our own lives in this situation. And so we have to resist. Number one, resist strife at all costs. That's good. Maintain the attitude of love and joy and peace. See, that's what a true valiant warrior does. He doesn't go into warfare being completely concerned about all of the wickedness of those that they're warring against. He goes into it, or she, into the situation understanding that the greater one is within me. And I'm going to face this. Yes, I am taking authority over. I'm rising up against Jezebel in America. I'm rising up against, you know, the violence, all these things. But I'm doing it from a position of confidence and self-control. I will not let that get to me. It will not determine my attitude. The Holy Spirit determines my attitude. And so I'm going forth with a victorious attitude. And so we have to do that because that really mm. increases our strength, Steve. We're in control. I talk about third heaven authority all the time, and this is one of the things about third heaven authority. It's a heavenly perspective viewing from heaven's viewpoint the situation at hand rather than on earth in a linear level trying to deal with all of the things by that perspective. That's where things get muddled. So we rise above it by retaining self-control. And I would say continue praying just as hard, but with the attitude of faith, the spirit of faith, the attitude of victory, that this is not going to get me. And, and one of the reasons I say that is because, Steve, you and I both know so many people that... Um, they're, they're constantly trying to see what's going on. Every day the, they turn on the news or they listen to this report and that report. And, and I understand, you know, that I, I'm not condemning or minimizing anybody for their wanting to know what's going on and is my prayer working and what's happening now. But it begins to rob their peace. Yeah. There, there's that hecticness. There's that fear, that concern. I got to see what's happening, you know, and and it begins to change the attitude. Now they're operating in fear rather than in faith. I see faith sees what's going to happen in the midterms. And there's going to be a great turnaround for the body of Christ. Good word. And for politics in America. That's good word. But watch your attitude. Stay on top of your life, maintain your control. And the more self-control you have in your personal life through Jesus Christ, the greater effect 
that you have in the world around you. Well, and yet, uh, people that are um, easily traumatized by a remark or someone said this and then they, they lose their whole piece for the day, uh, that's not going to work very well in that environment that you're talking about. That's what you mean by right. take control is if you let it grab your emotions, ruin your day, hurt your peace, um, you just lost the battle in that. That's why God gave you the tools, yeah. love, joy, peace. You know, stay in that because that's how, and that's your point. You're saying you don't, you will win the battle if you stay in control. The enemy's trying to th throw you for a loop. That's it. And you know, every single one of us have emotions. Yeah. God has emotions. He created us with them. So it's not that emotions are wrong, but what happens is there's primary emotions. Primary emotions are things that are instant responses to situations that are happening. Hmm. Um, and so you don't have control over primary emotions uh, other than by changing your belief system. Um, uh, eventually, as you grow and change your belief system, then those primary emotions will begin to change. But there's no condemnation in the primary emotions. What happens, though, is that when primary emotions begin to recycle and you keep dealing with things the same way and they build and they bother you and uh, or the opposite side, the good emotions, and it begins to build, it then produces a secondary emotion. And secondary emotions are what the Bible talks about as be, can be sin. They're wrong. They affect your attitude. So you got to learn to deal with those issues immediately by the Word of God. Let me say it this way. You cannot have a behavior without having an emotion preceding it. You cannot have an emotion without having a belief preceding it. Interesting. And so your belief structure leads to your emotions, leads to your conduct. And your conduct recycles. If you deal with things in a wrong way and you get angry and you're, you're, you're lashing out at people. I mean, you know, look at us. Uh, this week I've been attacked I don't, uh, several times by people. I'm talking about Christians. Yeah. Who just got yeah. angry with what I said, or they have a different. One lady came on and uh, um, through internet media and just rebuked me. I, you are now rebuked. I you know, because <laughs> of something that I said on a video, and it and it's like why it's religionism first of all, but why does she think she has a right to rebuke a prophet? Yeah, or or what? a brother in the or a brother in the or Lord. Or brother, you know? I yeah. I understand. Yes, but why? It's around. because yeah. you see that attitude of strife that's in the atmosphere. All of that stuff playing into believers' hearts, and that's what the Lord is saying. Your attitude yeah. stinks. You're going to put a level on your heart. You're going to reap what you sow. Yeah. Watch your attitude because it becomes your future and your destiny. Yeah, that's really good. Really good. Um, yeah, it's intense out there. We feel warfare this weekend. So we were talking about that before you came. That's why I clarified a couple of times. Now you got this word two weeks ago, right? Uh, uh, mm -hmm. So, so you weren't. You don't know what what I'm talking about. But we we had warfare this week. And uh, it can be intense because people come against you and you go, what did I do? I'm just doing the ministry that God right. gave me. And we're, we're, we're preaching the word, telling testimonies. And all of a sudden there's people angry and they're upset. And, you know. 
false this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And why? Why are they angry and upset? Um, I don't know. May, um, but why do they feel they have a right? See, that's one of the things about the Internet that is yeah. really troubling to me. Yeah, social media is that because like of the anonymity. Yeah. 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 And people feel they can just do things that they wouldn't do to your face. Well, some of them probably would do it to your face. Well, there's the immediacy of it, too. There's the anonymity. That's one way that there's the immediacy. If somebody offends you right now, you can fire back right now, right under that comment and say this. And so, um, yeah, that that keeps things stirred more than it did before we had social media. I'm, I'm for social media. But one, talk about needing to be in control if you're going to use social media. Because if you feel like it's your job to instantly correct somebody that's your your you know i had someone tell me recently god told me to god told me to come and correct you and i said no he didn't <laughs> he just said no he didn't <laughs> because i knew more about the situation anyway i knew he actually knew he hadn't told him that but but he believed yeah. that god told him that so right uh, and yeah. i'll say this one more time steve yeah. because it needs to be emphasized why say it again why do they feel they have a right and a responsibility to attack, to instantly I, be angry? I, you know, I don't know whether that's almost a theologically based thing where someone pulled out a scripture out of the past that says, if you see something happening and you don't rebuke it, the blood's on your hand. And some people have owned that and said, I have to rebuke something I see that's wrong or it's going to be on my hand, which is completely, that's not what God's telling most people on right. the earth is blood's going to be in your hand. If you don't tell that person you're against what they say, they teach, they believe. Um, yeah, there's, it's, it's a much more intense yeah. environment in the last 10, 15 years, especially when, when Facebook itself was probably the big one. You know, that's when it really became, everybody could interact live you know, in mass right. numbers. So I don't know, but, but, you know, I don't know how that gets fixed. What do you think, what does the body of Christ need to learn that they, that they're not all called to fix everybody that, that they think are broken? Well, probably what we're talking about now is a big thing, but the, uh, and if they would heed, if they would heed the word, the Lord says, watch your attitude. Yeah. Um, uh, because it's going to affect you. I have seen people's lives. Uh, I don't want this to be scary, but it's truthful. I have seen people's lives completely ruined by attacking believers and by attacking ministers. Let, let's oh, recognize yeah. something. We realize, okay, I walk in the office of a prophet, teacher. Um, I am just like everybody else on the level of being a believer, a brother, sure. like you said earlier, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So I don't consider myself, you know, more important than anybody else. We're all level at the foot of the cross, you know, as far as the love, acceptance, and value of Christ. But all of those things are the water level. Those are the, the things that are the commonalities of being a new creation in Christ. But God gives add-ons to those. And that's sometimes what we call gifts or assignments and ministries. Uh, so one of those add-ons is a prophet. Now, that doesn't make me any better, but the only point I'm trying to get to is that 
you know, when you come against people in ministry just because you're no better than I am or because I have that availability here, I'm sitting in my living room and I'm going to shoot this fiery thing out against you, they don't realize what they're opening up against themselves. It's intense. You know, Rick Joyner tells a story. I, I was talking about this to somebody recently, and he, this was like a year or two ago he told this story, and I have not forgotten it because it was profound. And it was back in Catherine Kuhlman's day, and there was another, I don't, I don't, can't remember the other preacher. He was apparently well-known at the time. So this was 60s, 70s, and and he accused uh, Catherine Kuhlman of being a witch or practicing witchcraft, and she accused him back with uh, something demonic, and, he's a, and they were both dead in six weeks. And he tells a story, and he said they basically cursed each other and and it was probably it was probably a combination of you know if you hate your brother without a cause you're a murder the bible says but beyond that if you know if if you take on one of god's friends and we're all god's friends god might have an issue with you yeah. you know and so they both went That's home it. early as far as i know they went home to be with the lord but they 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 went home early because they did that so i i just uh, I would just say it's not wise to just take yeah. on a minister or ministry that God didn't honestly tell you, I want you to publicly rebuke that minister because if you don't rebuke that minister, somehow the the kingdom of God won't advance if you don't come. You know, it's not what God's telling people to do. It's just not what he's telling people right. to do. That's, That's it. And I've seen it so many times. So yeah. I caution people, and all of that gets back again then to attitude. Yeah. What is your attitude? Your it's attitude good. determines your altitude. It's the ceiling of your life and what God can do through you. It is the sum of your character and your faith. Uh, it also allows things to spring out. And the things that are springing out of us, we've got to make sure they're good. We're, we're facing the midterms. Yeah. We're facing 22, I, I, a lot of good things. I, I believe that revival is absolutely happening. In fact, yeah. that was one of the points um, that I had there in our talking point, Steve, is like number two there, is how that the Lord began talking to me in actually 2017, and he's emphasized it more and more, that they're um, really the spiritual eyes of people are being enlightened in america we're we're looking at mass evangelism that's happening now and one of the things that the lord was dealing with me on about this is that there was going to be a physical mass exodus from the darkness of wow. jezebel oh love it that would produce a mass exodus of people coming out of spiritual darkness and into the kingdom. In other words, he told me that the physical would happen first. So, I mean, it's you, happening. Can you think of an example of what do you mean a physical and then the spiritual? Like, okay, um, good question. Right now, the in the natural realm, the Hispanic community okay. in America is very much going to. The Republican side—they're leaving mass exodus, the Democratic Party, okay. and coming into either independent or any form of conservative, Republican, whatever. Okay, that's a physical act. That's why, sure because they've been disillusioned, because their physical eyes now are opened to. 
the deception and the things that are going on there that they don't agree with. Now, what the Lord told me is through that physical exodus, that there would be now a point to where so many of them, not all, but many, 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 will go in the process of time. Well, if they were wrong about that, how are they wrong about Jesus? Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. Yeah. Yeah, or if I, yeah, if I believed, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. All of a sudden is if I believed this and I left that party, what else have I believed and been told my whole life that is also not true? And it kind of like opens their heart to ex- examine everything from the Lord and probably many areas in, in relationships in their life. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I see. Good example. Very good. And so it was a very practical yeah. thing that, that is happening the physical and then the spiritual. And that's, I, I think that's important also. I would like to encourage people when we're talking about um, attitude, about so many things, that there are natural acts that are important to become prophetic acts that lead us into spiritual dynamics. Uh, people sometimes were saying, this is an example. Uh, I've heard it many times where they said, I was just so upset with the last um, presidential election. I just don't know if I have the faith to ever vote again. Mm. I don't know whether I'm going to vote. I, I don't trust anybody. I don't. Now, first of all, there's some attitude going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this is what I tell them. How dumb is that? In <laughs> other words, I understand the disappointment. Okay. But the devil just talked you out of doing not only your civil right, but a physical prophetic act that will launch warfare That's good. against the demonic entities. So I tell people, vote. Okay, the midterms come, you go vote. Even if you don't feel like it, go vote because... What you tell yourself is, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm going to perform a physical prophetic act that That's will have good. spiritual consequences, and it will be spiritual warfare that is launching fire on the heads of those demons, you know, etc. Yeah. We do all kinds of prophetic acts. Well, the enemy uh, came and tried to disillusion everybody. The enemy, I mean both the spiritual enemy, the Satan and his minions, and then the left, they wanted you to become disillusioned with voting. Uh, then you became yep. disillusioned with voting. And now you said, I'm disillusioned with voting. I'm not going to vote. They win again. They win and they win again. If you just say, well, you go, well, I, yeah. I, I don't like what they did to me. So in order to keep them from doing it to me again, I'm going to do more of what they want. And I'm not going to vote at all. This <laughs> it just uh, it's kind of strange. You got to think it all the way yeah. through. Reduce reduces it to the ridiculous. I think you know. Yeah, it's true, and and uh, and that happens a multitude of times yeah. to us in our lives, even even daily. You know, who's going to do it? One time, I remember when we first went into the ministry, C.K. and I were facing a situation where 
you know, there was some strife coming against us. People, you know, I don't know a minister who doesn't deal with these things, okay? Sure, right. Um, because there are sweethearts out there <laughs> with bad attitudes. But at any rate, they're controlling, manipulating. Um, and in this situation, she said, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about this? And I said, I'm going to walk in love. Okay. I choose to walk in love. And I said, because if I don't, who will? And so I walked in love. I maintained control of my attitude and how I was going to deal with it. Now, walking in love doesn't mean to become a doormat. And you let people walk all over you, wipe their feet on you, etc. You can be assertive. You yeah. can hold the line. You do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And all Jesus did that. Why can't we? But still walk in line, walk in love. Yeah. And there's been a few times over the years that she's come to me and had to remind me of that. Yeah. Mike, do you remember? <laughs> okay, I'm going to walk in. I choose. Now, what I'm saying is that when I make that choice, there's a spiritual dynamic that's involved. Not only am I maintaining my personal power, fruit of the Spirit, attitude that determines my future, but I'm also at that particular point performing a prophetic act. I may not have wanted to, but I choose to. I'm going to do something prophetically in the natural realm that is going to have spiritual consequences. And a lot of people don't understand that. It was... Um, well, yeah, we're not taught that, Mike, at all. You're saying, because you said it a minute ago, you can make it your voting a prophetic act. No one's... With, we were yeah. never taught that ever when I was growing up. There was no such thing as either did something or you didn't do it. It wasn't a prophetic. But it is really true what you're saying. It's first the natural, then the spiritual. Absolutely. You know, that's in the Word. Yeah. One of the things that clued me into this as I was growing is I heard a great man of God years ago, um, Papa Hagen. And he said, sometimes you have to start out in the natural to end up in the Spirit. And he was talking about things like, you may not want to pray, but if you force yourself to just get down and start praying, then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit takes over. That's know. good. And so that's one of the things that becomes a prophetic act for us is that we know what's right. And so we start in the natural and end up in the Spirit. It's a prophetic act. Voting, so many things that are going on in your life. Do it because it's right. Keep your attitude correct and do it because it's right. Yeah. Yeah, whether someone's looking or not, right? In other words, even exactly. if no one's looking, do it because it's right. That's where the character really gets developed when no one's looking. Right. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah. Hey, I um, need to talk about one other thing oh, just yeah, so go people for it. know. Go for it. Um, the Lord spoke to me just recently another word. All of these have been words from the Lord. And he said, Archangel Michael is helping me deal with Israel's enemies in America. Really? And that, uh, he, he first started talking to me about this in 2014. I was in a meeting in another state. And I was in my motel room. I was laying on the bed praying. 
and the word of the Lord came to me. And it was the Lord himself. And he said, keep praying, keep interceding, do everything that you know to do, walking in third heaven authority about all the situations that are going on right now. Because there's major spiritual warfare concerning Israel. And he said, I didn't see Michael at that time, but he talked about him. He said, Michael, the war angel, the prince of Israel, will protect Israel and help me in changing the situation and coming against Israel's enemies. Now, that's worldwide. Even those in political office in the United States. So I went, okay. And of course, there was a great change. Yeah. And uh, through 45's administration, um, America became closest to Israel that it had been maybe ever, but anyhow, a long time. Now, there has been a change. In 2021, Michael came to me. He's, I've only seen him like five times in all these years. But he came to me and he said, the, it's back. The anti-Semitic attitude. Oh, really? Yeah. He said the enemies are raising their head again. So he said, use third heaven authority because it's back in America, is what he was saying. And so we find that through this administration that there's been a lot of change. So in America today, and many of them that are in political office, have attempted to change America's policy concerning Israel. And so in the midst of all this, I would say, I just asked the Lord, I said, well, are you talking about like the squad? Mm. And he said, he kind of lifted a chuckle. Mm. He said, they're just little dogs nipping at the heels. <laughs> he said, I'm going after the big dogs. They do represent it. But he said, I'm going after the big dogs. And what's interesting in Scripture is that when God laughs at the enemy, it's always with derision. Yeah. It's always, who do you think you are? That's good. I'll show you. And That's so fascinating I felt because that we it. think of those, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, I look at that squad and I think, I'll think in terms of this is evil. These are evil activities. These are evil things they're saying. These are evil you know, but God is kind of laughing and derision at them. Like, who do you think you are? They're like little puppies is basically what he's saying. You know, harmless compared to who he was really going after. Did he get any more specific who the big dogs were? Or is that obvious? I think that it's obvious. Okay. I don't want to say too much, but it's okay. obvious. How okay. do you, who are the bigger dogs than um, yeah. Congresswomen? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. yeah, it goes okay. up to the head of the administration, yeah, etc. Totally. Got it. And then, of course, there's bureaucrats behind the scene that are also yeah. working. So, so in other words, what we see now is that there's been a renewed um, attack against Israel, not only globally, but also in politics in America. Michael's here. I know that Michael 
from people that I, good prophets in the land that I have good relationships with, that I really admire, have expressed to me, and I don't know if this is completely true, but I have no reason to doubt them at all, that Michael, for the most part, stays in or over Israel, physical Israel. But he also is not only the prince of physical Israel, but he's the prince of spiritual Israel. And through him, because he is an angel, operates in the spirit, and because of all of the war angels and everything else, his reach is global in accomplishing that protection and headship over. Um, so his reach has been renewed in America against the enemies of Israel. I just want and, people and to you're know saying, that. It's and you're saying he's, he's mainly over... Over, over actual physical Israel, but are you saying God is like temporarily assigned him over here, or he's just doing what he does by zipping back and forth because he can do it in an instant anyway? Is it kind of like that? Uh, he, let's just say he's zipping back and forth or yeah, wherever he, gets, he is in in terms of, you know, in the spirit, how do you yeah, talk about geographical probably, things? Yeah, he probably travels at the speed of light anyway. It'd take two seconds later, he's here, then he's there, so... It's all the same, right. almost. But he can issue commands from wherever yeah. he is for those yeah. for a global reach in yeah. dealing with as those angels are and there. You said but his seen, influence is here. You said you've seen him five or six times or something. Is that what? Did I understand that? Ah, uh, yes. Seen, okay. Um, wow, that's pretty cool. I've never seen uh, Michael or anything close to that. What, what What can you tell us about what he looks like? Oh, I piqued your curiosity. Yes, you did. <laughs> Everybody out there is going, what, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. It was very hard for me to talk about these. It's, it's one thing to talk about angels yeah, <laughs> and what but, people think about that. Why? You know? uh, but Michael. Archangel. Michael, yeah. Archangel. Okay. Thumbnail sketch. Okay. 2012. I was praying in my kitchen doing spiritual warfare. The Lord took me into the spirit, caught me away. I was standing there with a sword in my hand, and I began to attack demonic spirits that were coming. A presence appeared behind me, and I could feel him. He began to direct me in the spirit and inject into me understandings about spiritual warfare and strength. I didn't know. I could tell it was angelic, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I never experienced that. When, when the warfare was over, when... Uh, the experience began to wind down. I stood there and I dropped my sword down to my side and this angel walked out from behind me and over to my right side and he dropped his sword. That's when I noticed that he was fighting with me. This was the one who was teaching me and empowering me in spiritual wow. warfare. And then I heard a booming voice of the Lord echoing just reverberating through the spiritual atmosphere and he said mike and michael the unbeatable team unstoppable and i went i just thought it was joe angel yeah <laughs> hi mike this is michael i instantly wow just collapsed in a puddle on the floor and began to weep because of the awesomeness of what was happening. And that was the introduction. Uh, the Lord talked to me and he said, Mike, he said, you have been a warrior all along, 
But he said, over the years, you've had many experiences that have tried to diminish that, chip away yeah. at, take that away. And I'm going to tell you something. I'll inject this right now. One of those experiences that most ministers go through is the attacks, the gossip, mm -hmm. the slander, mm -hmm. the things from the people yeah. trying to, because we're talking about attitude. I just yeah. wanted to connect that. Right. And he said, he said, don't let them do that. And then he spoke, be the warrior. Ooh. And it just raised me right up on my feet. Now, that was the first time. That was the introduction. The second uh, time that I saw Michael was in 2013. And that's when CK and I were down here in Las Vegas on sabbatical. And the Lord spoke to me. He gave me what I call the rainbow vision. I saw the rainbow coming down. I went up in the spirit over to continental United States. And there was an angel there. I recognized him as Michael. The one that I'd seen. Because I've seen other yeah. angels. He's yeah. specific. And... And at that point, I saw the rainbow coming down. There were strongholds that were trying from demonic to hold up and to keep that, the revival of God, the move of God, the next, uh, you know, outpouring of God coming on America. And angels were tearing them down. And then other strongholds would come and try to build up. And so I turned to Michael and I said, you guys are from God. How come when you tear a stronghold down, it doesn't just stay? Why are others being built up and attempting that? But they couldn't stop it. It was just coming and coming and coming over America. And this is what he said. He said, because of the mouths of men, the hearts and the mouths of men empower the demonic spirits Gee. to attempt to stop God's purposes. And then he said, that's why we, talking about the warrior angels, need faith-filled People who walk in authority and power, believers to empower us to oh, bring really? about the purposes of God. So he was saying they receive power through the believing faith of, of human being warriors. I mean, right? Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, they hearken I mean, into the word the of whole God. Book, you remember that book, This Present Darkness by Frank Cruddy? And he had a series of three. Yeah. That was where I first heard that concept but i didn't know if it was if he had just invented the concept but it was the angels needed the prayers of the saints or they would start to lose battles i don't know you know to what level an angel of the lord could ever lose a battle but in that book that presented it yeah. that the, they needed the saints to pray well the angels are powerful yeah they're more powerful they get lucifer out of heaven etc so they are powerful but they operate by authority. They hearken to the word of God, even when it comes out of a believer's mouth. Faith and authority is the word and the presence and the will of God that they hearken to in order to do it. Uh, man, I want to tell you so many stories and keep yeah. going, Steve. But, I love it. I uh, love it. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, if, you, if you had one right there that you were going to tell, go for it. Well, okay, I had a vision one time. And this was probably about, oh, eight, now maybe 10 years ago. But at any rate, the Lord took me up in the spirit over my city. And as I was looking down, and remember, every one of these experiences are for revelation purposes. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was looking down and I saw the thousands of people in my city, but there were lights. Some of the, many of them were lighted. And I could tell that meant that the glory of God was on them. They were saved. 
But, and they were going about their business. And they were talking, and when they would talk, all that would come out of their mouths is just physical words. But the moment that they would get into faith, or they would use the Word of God, they'd read their Bible, and they're reading it out loud, or they're praying in some way, and when faith was involved, the words that were coming out of their mouth changed into a sword. And as really? the sword came out of their mouths, written right across the blade of the sword, was that faith command, that point of faith that they were issuing. And when they did, an angel that was circling up over the city would shoot down and grab the handle of the sword and then follow the sword. The sword would take the angel to go and to enforce really? what was prayed or so what was done. The, the, the person who spoke with faith, it became a sword labeled uh, with that same command. The angel comes and grabs the sword and basically writes it or th you know follows it to right exactly to the, to, wow wow and then the angel accomplishes the angel brings spiritual power for spiritual warfare etc fascinating and so i'll tell you real quickly that yeah. um after that then michael appeared to me again in 2013 it was about november of 2013 and he gave what was the fog vision that I describe, if anybody has ever heard me tell that. And, and all it was, he just showed me, I'll make this quick, uh, is a fog over the United States. He was dealing okay. with me at that point about the United States, but it's true about the world. Okay. And the fog was there, and he raised me up, and when we got to the very top of the fog, we broke out into sunshine. And he said, this is the glory of God. He said, the glory of God is always shining. It's always on. It's just that people can't see it because of the fog. And the fog is humanism, uh, secularism, atheism, agnosticism, worldlyism. And he went through all these things, the influences. And he said, when believers focus on the fog, they can't see the glory. But when they focus on the glory, it removes the fog. And then yes, he said it takes the wind of the Spirit to blow the fog out of their life, but it takes third heaven authority to destroy the fog machine. Okay. Wow. And then, so that was Michael again. That was number three. Yeah. Uh, then in 2014, the one I shared with you about the Lord talking about him fighting against the enemies of Israel, even those in political office in the United States. Um, then the Lord, then Michael also appeared to me after that and talked to me about um, about the angelic warfare that's going on. And then also 2021, uh, when he told me that the threat had been renewed after 45 was out of office. Yeah. It was a change. Threat renewed. Uh, I saw Michael in heaven once. The Lord took me to heaven, and I was standing behind Jesus in the throne room and Michael. They had their backs to me and they were talking about the upcoming warfare. And I heard Michael tell Jesus um, that, and this was January of this year, I believe, he said, the angels are ready to release. And that was a February launch, ready for this next phase. And Jesus then said, see to it and, the, and remind me what up. that release was because i remember you said it and we were even looking forward to it but i can't remember what it was 
Because has it come and been finished, or is it? Oh, just at, it may, oh no, it's still going on. It's okay. still going on. Um, you know, these things are continuous in the yeah. spiritual realm. Start, it's just yeah. that there ebbs and flows and changes of direction and here and there according to the time element and what's occurring at that point. So the February launch um, was a renewed reemphasis of what's going on in the spiritual realm. In other words, it's kind of like some of the things we've talked about already through this entire uh, broadcast today, Steve. All of these things capsulate mm -hmm. into this thing that there's a renewed emphasis. God is taking back America this year. The body of Christ, with God's help, is taking back America this Praise year. God. There's Praise major, God. major revival. There's that shift in that transfer. I've been talking about this for over five years, and people still haven't understood. The mass transfer I described earlier as mass exodus of things stolen by Jezebel, recaptured by the Lord, and how that they're moving. This renewed emphasis in February was a spiritual impact of that change coming to pass. And so many people looked at it and went, well, February I didn't see, you know, the world didn't end, or God, you know, Jesus didn't come back, or whatever. What? Oh, but in the spiritual realm, it changed drastically. And because of that, now we see that manifestations of it are going to be popping up with people that are going to be driven out of office and replaced by those who are going to fulfill God's agenda. Talking about how the body of Christ now is beginning to come to a place to where it's attempting to drive away and to cut off that liberalistic theology of Jezebel that has mm. invaded. I, and I could go on and on and on. So I don't want to take though. the time. But that's the point. It has happened. It is manifesting now. And it was Julie that told me back in, I think, oh, I can't remember, March or so. Uh, she said, Mike, do you realize that the draft of the Roe v. Wade um, being overturned by the Supreme Court was drafted in February. Oh, I, now you say that. I remember her saying that now. Yeah. So and so I went. Oh, yeah. So that's just one of the one. Well, the thousands. point being of all of that is just because you don't see it on the news doesn't mean huge things aren't happening in the spirit and in the natural. Both. You know, a lot of the patriot channels that I frequent and read what's going on in the natural. You know, they'll say don't. Don't confuse quietness for inaction. There's a whole lot going on behind the scenes that people don't know about, you know, and they're talking about what the good guys are doing behind the scenes, you know, but these are, right. they're only being empowered but by what God himself is doing with the good guys. I guess I could put it that way. That's it. So that's anyway. it. That's good. Well, Mike, uh, why don't you uh, pray for the viewers, anything that God gives you? And I appreciate that. Okay. I think I need to pray about attitude. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. What I'd like you to do, people, is understand that, first of all, that Jesus Christ lives in your heart. Mm. The Holy Spirit is there. The kingdom of heaven is there. And it wants you to be happy. It wants you to be filled with joy. But it also wants to make an impact in your life. For yourself, your family, your finances, your future. You have a destiny in God. 
And that destiny is the image that he had of you in his heart on the day that you were born. And that image he wants to bring into fullness, into fruition. He wants you to impact life around you and to be so spirit-filled and so kingdom-filled that it absolutely changes everything that you are facing. It gives you personal control. That's what I want to pray with you about now. You're facing all kinds of pressures. Those pressures have been coming in to your mind. They've been coming against your body, your finances, Mm. your nation. What do you have that within you, you have control over that nothing, none of those things that no person on this earth can change. You have the control as long as you don't let them. And that is the spirit of faith attitude. So I'm going to pray for you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. as I pray for these wonderful people. Lord God, they're just like you. Mm -hmm. They're just like you. They have heaven in their heart. I pray that as you said, you were sending your disciples out as virtuous among wolves. That virtue overcomes wolvery. That these people, Lord God, you have placed a kingdom in them and they have the personal power to overcome in this life. And so I pray that the revelation of the Holy Spirit, please, would be dropped into their hearts right now dropped into their hearts and that they catch it. They catch it. They're not going to yield to all of life's pressures. They're not going to be discouraged. But Lord God, they're going to stand true. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faith, temperance, meekness. Against such, there is no law. Against such, there is no pressure that can come in and force them to be something other than what you've created them to be. Give them control of their lives back. I tell you people, take control of your life back in your heart, in your attitude, and out of your heart will spring all of the issues of your life. I pray for the revelation of the Holy Spirit now to point out all of the different areas where maybe you've let it slip. More importantly is to point out where that control is so you grasp a hold of it and you begin to operate more fully according to who you are in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he is doing through you. You have the control in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Mike, thank you so much. A really, really needy, rich teaching and revelation. Lots of revelation. I love the, all the stuff about Michael, too, because I've heard some of it before, but you know, you've got to hear it again and sometimes another time, and it begins to to sink in just what God's really doing. I, I, I'm amazed yeah. at what he's doing in your life and through your life, too, Mike. Uh, let's see. Uh, anything you want to tell people about how to get to your ministry? I mean, I see your website there. On there. Hey, if you don't mind, have a yeah, podcast yeah. or whatever. I didn't get permission from you, but I do want to let people know that Good. on our website bookstore, there is this four CD set. Now, the reason that we're selling this on the bookstore right now is this is the one that I produced for Sid Roth. Okay. And they've sold thousands of them. 
And Sid said, hey, uh, he gave me permission that we could also offer them. This is a unique set because it's the most comprehensive teaching on Third Heaven Authority. It's on our bookstore, and uh, you can find it. The website is there. Yeah. Mike Thompson Ministries. Uh, also, yeah. Yeah, com. it com. says. We're also .org, but also Word of Life World Outreach. Okay. Um, .org. And Good. we have podcasts. Uh, we're everywhere. You are, you are. Your podcast, is that on Charisma or is there just all kinds of places? Yeah, Charisma Podcast Network. Okay. Yes, I'm on there. It's a weekly podcast. I think there's 61 episodes up at this Good. point. People could wow. really enjoy that. It teach yeah. you a lot. Um, I look for, I'll just mention it, that uh, Charisma House is publishing my book on Third Heaven Authority. That won't come out until after the first of the year, so I'm 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 kind of early, but yeah, uh, we'll let you know when it becomes available. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, thank you, very, Mike, very much. To see tomorrow's cat uh, Wednesdays with Cat and Steve. I always look forward to that. Uh, I just was texting her back and forth yesterday. She says she's so excited to come on tomorrow. So I don't know if she's got something super fresh, but uh, she always has something fresh. So we're looking forward to that for tomorrow with Cat. So welcome back when you can tomorrow at 11 o'clock Pacific time. Thank you again, Mike. Give our love to CK. And we will see you all uh, again. Will do. Thank you, Steve and team. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.